and welcome to uh, this week's edition of uh, Ealing Road Buzz. I'm Tom Warren. I'm joined tonight by two Brentford fans, Conor McCabe. Hi. And Jordan Nagawa. Hello. Um, uh, we're, we're here just sitting after the uh, after the bees uh, claimed a, a 2-1 victory over Aston Villa here in the uh, Royal Hall Scardsman. And, uh, yeah, obviously we all saw the game. Uh, Conor, what did you make of it? I think good result for us. I think Sergi Canos by far the best player on the pitch. Definitely played with more heart, at least, than anyone else on the pitch. Um, defensively, a little bit shaky, but especially down the left side, I think the Mepham and uh, Barbe's, sorry, Bezalan and Barbe's side, I think we were a little bit shaky. Uh, a lot of crosses coming in, at least from my view, uh, Neilan Road the second half, but I still think overall, pretty good. Um, I think it'd be nice to put games a bit more to bed, as uh, it's definitely getting a bit of a trend to become very worried in the last 10 minutes. And what did you make of it, Jordan? Well, I think special mention to Chris Meffham. I thought he was absolutely superb today. They're obviously, not, not easy as a youngster coming in in the middle of the season. You've kind of got an established back line already with experienced players like Biel and Egan, and he's, he's fitted in really well. And I think Egan's going to have to work very hard to get his place back and rely on Meffham going through a run, bad run of form because he's coming in. He's been superb these last few games. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think, obviously, we all saw him against Norwich and in the... Carabao Cup and he, he struggled a bit in that game but since then he's come on leaps and bounds and he, he's certainly set in the championship and it's going to give Dean Smith a bit of a selection headache isn't it? I think if you compare his performances in the two Norwich games compare his performance in, against Norwich in the Cup where he looked very shaky very shaky gave away the penalty which he probably shouldn't have and then you look at performance against Norwich last Friday in the league it was just it was very it was a confident assured calm performance it's all performance you kind of expect from an experienced centre back who's been playing at this, at this level for a long time and he followed it up really well again today I mean obviously Villa big club they, they've got a lot of expectation obviously Steve Bruce said uh, comments about uh, Brentford expecting to just survive do you, do you think that motivated them slightly at all or the bees yeah definitely I think so I think it was good to put him in the place a little bit I was speaking to a Villa fan actually before the game and that was the first thing that they'd mentioned you know was the Steve Bruce comments and like I said to them at the time I think it would be very good to that definitely motivate the players a bit more and I think you can definitely see that today mm. I mean that's the thing I mean it, it's, it's a Brentford squad at the bare bones I think we should say I mean you've got definitely. Nicky Anais midfielder playing right back you've got Chris Meppham youngster playing centre back got Johan Barbe centre-back playing left-back. I mean, to be producing these performances with a, a squad at the bare bones is a great achievement by this side, isn't it, don't you think? Oh, very much so. And if you think, you got, if you look as well, even you've had Clark playing a right-back and he's not even the first-choice right-back you got. Mm. That was got to be effectively three, three, your third-choice right-back. So I think it's to be gr- grinding up the results. The defence, you say, it has been a bit shaky, but then that is understandable as it is a makeshift back four. It's kind of changing every few weeks. Yeah, I mean, because what do you make of that, Conor? When with the yeah. with get players back, and it, it you'll be looking up the table even more. Definitely, I mean, I have been a little bit critical of the defence, but uh, yeah, like you said, you know, we are playing with a third choice right back, a fourth choice centre back, a second choice left back. So it is they they are doing their best. It is very hard, and I still think that we do look very good. It's just a little bit, a few of those moments where we just look a bit unsure. Obviously, going forward, Lasavivo another another goal. It's what five and four now. It's he, he's he's fine, he's he's getting on one of those goal runs that he's got a big knack of doing. He yeah. He's obviously uh, done that a few times now where he's sort of had a, he's had a quiet spell. Now he's on a hot spell. I mean, he's obviously out of contract. Do you think he should uh, be worthy of a new one? I'd like to see him stay, but I think the thing is with him is that 
the prolonged periods of consistency followed by the prolonged periods of inconsistency. That's the only source of frustration with him. As you, he went 11 games at the start of the season without scoring. Obviously now, every game he's in the right place, right time. I mean, how, how do you view that that situation? I mean, would you like to see him try and sign a new deal or definitely? But I'm not sure whether I think the best situation for us ideally would be to offer him maybe a one-year extension, but. The question is, would he, you know, want to take a one-year extension? He might want a bit more on that contract, being at thirty-one. Well, he wants now. security, won't he? So, he, you know, he might not be too happy with a, a one-year extension. Kind of similar to the Donaldson scenario the other year, wasn't it? Coming approaching that age, we I think we only offered offered him a one-year deal. Birmingham offered him the two or three-year deal yeah. as that security. If so, if someone comes in and offers, it's going to be your last your last big contract. So, he's going to want what's best for him really, and you can't you can't blame him for that. It's a short career. You've got you've got to make the most mm. of it. I think the same has to be said for Bejelan, who's out of contract in the summer as well. Yeah. About the same age, I think he'll probably want another sort of three-year deal, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure whether we'd be willing to give him a three years. So, ideally for us, again, one year would be pretty good. But whether he'd accept that is another question. Yeah. Well, I suppose now, um, obviously, look, looking uh, looking ahead to the weekend, obviously Sheffield Wednesday, they obviously part of company where the Carver How I mean, how how are we sort of looking at that game? Do you reckon? Uh, um, how, how do you how do you reckon we're sort of uh, look, looking at that? Um, how, how do you reckon that their situation will affect affect it? I think we've got, we've got to do what we usually do and just focus on our own game. I think if you've shown today we're playing against the so-called bigger teams. They've as as Bruce says like they, the, there's the pressures on the, them. As in you can kind of I can kind of understand to an extent what Bruce has said, and you can use it to our advantage. He said there's less pressure at Brentford. Use that to our advantage. Less, if we've, there's less pressure, so to say. We can use that play our free-flowing football, play our attacking football. You look at Villa today, they didn't want to get forward at all. They only really got forward that last 10 minutes or so, and even then they didn't create anything clear-cut. So, again, Saturday, Wednesday going to be under the cosh. I mean, uh, obviously, if we just look back there, obviously, Villa, that, that sort of uh, goal mask ramp on Bentley gets on the borders there, Villa fans peeling for a goal, referee looks at his, his magic watch that to uh, go, no, no goal, I mean... What, how how close was your heart to coming out of your mouth at that moment? Well, I think when you heard the big cheer go off in that way and yeah. I was down the other end behind the other goal, I thought they'd scored, but then yeah. obviously can't argue with technology, can you? So Yeah, I think at the moment in England wrote very quiet for a good three, four seconds, just absolute silence. The second that referee, you know, signal for no goal, massive cheers. Yeah. And I suppose when when you look at Sheffield Wednesday, they're probably one of the biggest disappointments of the season, would you say, given Definitely, the expectations uh, at the start? I think at the start of the season, they I would have had them in the top six, probably, and I think that they would have been there fairly comfortably after a good last year. They've finished top six last two seasons, haven't they? Yeah. I think Saturday could go one of two ways. When you sack your manager, you can either sort of continue your downward spiral, or it might sort of rejuvenate them and... I guess we'll have to see what kind of Sheffield Wednesday we've run into on Saturday. Mm. And we never know, but by the time Saturday comes around, they could have a new, a new man in place. Obviously, you saw Middlesbrough Park Company with uh, Gary Monk, and they've appointed Tony Pulis today. And yeah. it, it, they can certainly things can change pretty quickly in football, can't they? Definitely. A Pulis, well, no, no, Pulis is a brilliant appointment for Middlesbrough, I think. Yeah. And uh, I suppose if, if we're looking at it, I mean, Dean was saying post match about pushing for the playoffs. I mean, do you think it's how, how big a chance do you reckon Brentford have of uh, getting into that top six? Oh, a very good chance. I think we've shown today we are on par, if not better, than some of the so-called bigger teams in the division. Who, they, if their expectation is the playoffs, then why can't we? What do you reckon, Connor? Uh, yeah, I'd have to agree with that. Over the Christmas period, it's definitely always one of the best times to pick up points. Uh, other teams tend to drop points a lot, so 
we've definitely climbed up the table, had two consecutive victories now, so hopefully we can keep that up going into Sheffield Wednesday and uh, Wolves in January. So, I mean, the fact that it's against Norwich and Villa, and if I recall, I think it was like the first couple of years maybe in the Premier League, I think they're one and two at Christmas in, in, in the top flights of English football, uh, and now Brentford have beaten them in the last five days. It's uh, quite, yeah. quite remarkable how football can change. A lot of clubs come to us and... Uh, I think they're, you know, we're just a small club and it's always good to sort of put them in their place per se. With perspective, isn't it? look where we've come from, look at where, look at where the team we've beaten have come from, it just shows you how, how quickly things can change in football. And I suppose um, when we look at, say, Sheffield Wednesday, obviously Jordan Rhodes is always one that can that springs to mind given his, uh, given his time at the club. I mean, uh, do you see him as, a, as the big threat or where, where else do you see their threats coming from? Well, Rhodes is definitely a threat. I know he's the sort of player, he's a just very clinical finisher. He just needs one chance and he'll put it away. So keeping him quiet would definitely be important on Saturday. What about you? Where, where, where do you sort of see the... Uh... Uh, they've got you know many good attacking options. I think they're quite solid defensively as well. Uh, Gary Hooper, Forestieri. So they got some good attacking options, and I remember the game uh, Sheffield Wednesday away last year, the 2-0 victory, had uh, two goals from two set pieces, I believe, uh, to actually end up Egan breaking Dean, down. Yeah. Egan and Dean, yeah. headers, quite solid defensively that day, took a long time to break them down, so it uh, depends how they'll set up against us again in a similar way, and we might struggle to break them down. But I think that our defence is more than capable to deal with their attack. Yeah, I remember that game up at Hillsborough last season, it was like the Alamo at the end, it was like, oh... Bentley save, Bentley save, Bentley save. I just remember sort of putting on Twitter at full time and breathe because it was so, so nerve-wracking as they just threw the, the whole house, not just the kitchen sink at, at Brentford. I mean, it really was a, a hectic one and obviously earlier this season they came from a goal down to uh, get, get a 2-1 win. So uh, I think we know, know the sort of situation they're in, but just moving on obviously but what you mentioned there about Bentley at Wednesday those the save from the last minute I think special mention again to him today that save he made right at the end yeah the shot from close range where I think he tipped around the post I think again you've got when you've got players like him he can sing, he can single-handedly win you a game and that's re- to have that in a keeper yeah. is really important yeah. really useful and the thing is he's obviously gone through a dodgy run I know you, you, you've played in goal before in your time Jordan I mean when you look at that sort of thing and those big moments and obviously he's had some moments where he probably wouldn't be happy with himself to get that big moment again that must be uh, that must be pleasing for a goalkeeper and their confidence as well oh, playing a playing goal is all about confidence you need to it's the sort of thing like you make, you make a few mistakes you need to immediately put it out of the back of your head and the sign of a good goalkeeper is if you make a mistake don't let that mistake influence you in the future. So if you if say again, you look at him at QPR, coming out for the crosses and everything like that, being a bit shaky, you've got to make sure that the next time a cross comes in, you're still going to come out and go for it. And you see, he's kind of he's, that's not really affected him. He's still playing the same way he has, and that shows he's got resilience. That means he's got something about him. And you forget he's only young as well. He's what 22, 23. For a keeper, that's really young. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I recall given the conditions, which was just absolutely bucketing down with rain. I mean, I, I think Villa corner comes in, he comes and punches, and he he's not one to necessarily punch, and that that just sort of went 
he's taking it he's taking it safety first today is that how you viewed it as well it shows a sign of maturity as well kind of adapting your game to the conditions and the environment you're in and the situation you're in with a holding on for, holding on onto a lead towards the end and it's good for the for the defenders as well to and instills confidence into your back four having a keeper that you know can come out and deal with balls like that takes the pressure off them yeah obviously uh, look, look ahead uh, obviously January's around the corner what, what, what obviously, and uh, that means uh, Emiliano Condes becomes a better player he was here tonight I think you you both saw him I, I certainly had a quick chat with him uh, yeah I had a nice <laughs> chat with him outside the stadium when he left yeah for a few moments he's Soon like, you know, very happy. He's, I mean, one thing that me and Jordan, especially Jordan, noted to me, yeah. he seemed very, he's very happy to actually interact with the fans. He wasn't the sort of player yeah. that just sort of wanted to get yourself in and then leave. He was very happy to actually stay and talk for a bit. He kind of, he walked over. He kind of, we were standing there. It was quite empty at that point. He was on his own. He kind of like wandered over towards us. That sort of, yeah, wanted to. He was making an effort to chat to as many people Definitely. as he can. Do, do you think that sort of helps in a, in a player in a way? Because obviously the fans are really excited about him, so there's obviously that pressure. But sort of when you, when you come across him as a person, do you, does that almost change the perceptive of it and almost reduce the pressure on him if you, if you know that he's the sort of uh, a nice guy, as it were? It breaks down that kind of barrier between fans and players. It kind of makes you realise they are human beings. They're just like us. And I think the impact, obviously, the fans are excited and everyone's warm to him. So I think if he does maybe struggle, make a slowish start, he'll have a bit more leeway. The fans will understand and because he's human at the end of the day and he's living in a new country a new town at a new club it's a completely different environment for him so it's inevitable it's going to probably take him a bit of time to get going I mean how do you, you view it? obviously there may well be a bit of a time to adapt I imagine definitely I think the fans I think it definitely helps because he's got such a connection with the fans already despite never playing a game because he's got such a you know, great sort of personality about him so I think that really def- that definitely helps because the fans will definitely give him some sort of leeway and especially get behind him in his first few games as well I would imagine there'll be a very good reception for him when he plays hopefully at Notts County in the cup whether he starts or that's coming off the bench but yeah. I think he'll get a very good reception and I think that I'll definitely be a confidence boost so. he's made the thing as well that's nice it, you can see he's made a real he's made a real effort to kind of understand the club to kind of get involved and you could see from his Twitter and Instagram posts but even when he was over in Denmark he was watching all the Brentford games tweeting about it he, knew, he knows what's going on knows all the players Knows, knows, knows the rivalries we have knows what, what it means to the fans and it's really refreshing to have like young players like him and Canals who really get it yeah. I mean obviously one player it's not necessarily a new signing but he was on the bench tonight Alan Judge him coming back will be pretty much like a new signing won't it that'll be a huge boost absolutely but again it's going to probably take him a while to get back into it but you, the fans will have the patience because we just know what a player he can be yeah I mean, Dean was saying that it was it was a bit too early for him, sort of as he what he would like to have him in, in the match day eighteen. But uh, obviously, for uh, Judgey, he'll be uh, he'll be saying it's too it's come too late. I'm, I've been ready for weeks. Yeah, but it's still going to need to take a bit of time. But just a bit of a morale boost, just to see him back in that eighteen. Yeah, knowing the kind of player Judge is, he, you know, he definitely want to get back out there as soon as possible. Whether he is actually medically cleared or not, it could be different. But you know, I definitely think that he would want to be out there as soon as possible. Um, I think another. There's the, psych- the psychological boost as well. Like, look at when Jota came back last year. He was out the player. Just him coming back seemed to pick everyone up. Else, everyone else around him seemed to pick up. Yeah. Then hopefully having like a player like Judge coming back in, who the players know how good he is as well. That's another thing that will kind of spur them on yeah. and motivate them as well. I think another thing to note as well. Uh, 
Chelsea. Sorry, I've just pretty lost my train of thought on that. Um, just just move, move, moving on then, obviously. What, what, what would you like to see the club sort of in? Bring anyone in, any positions you'd um, like to see them try and strengthen? I don't think anyone will come in in January. I think the only way I would see someone realistically coming in was if somebody left. And there's not really any heavy rumours of anybody going out and maybe depending on how the sort of Viva and Bejelang contract situations go we may decide to cash in yeah. um, but other than that I, I don't think anyone will be particularly leaving so no I, I, I'll be very surprised if anyone comes in in January You're, you're expecting a pretty boring transfer window Jordan as well or would you like to see them try and bring someone in? I'd like to see a striker come in but then that's just because it's just always fun signing strikers isn't it? Yeah <laughs> ever, ever like seeing strikers come in I think certainly for me I think I'd like to see a left back come in that can maybe on line that can bridge the gap until Enrico Henry comes back but, but I think everyone seems to kind of forgotten about Tom Field we've got Tom Field out on loan maybe and he, he fitted in very he played very well last season as well so maybe if Henry's still out bring Field back in yeah I mean he, he obviously seems set to be coming back from his loan at Bradford doesn't seem to have gone how he would like it there so it's clear that he's going to come back to the the club and maybe in a bit of time he can establish himself at left back but it's obviously looking quite exciting I mean with six points from Christmas so far I know Dean said nine points there's a good chance that nine points could could come uh, Saturday and that, that's before the transfer window opens and then obviously a, a trip to Wolves which is probably the hardest fixture you can have yeah, but look at when Wolves came to Griffin Park earlier this season we matched them for 90 minutes and I think we're one of the few teams that actually managed to stop them scoring this season so but they're obviously they're, they look to be the best side in the league by a country mile so uh, that that's that game yeah. to round off the Christmas fix is going to be tough isn't it I think nine points would be obviously absolutely brilliant I wouldn't be particularly disheartened with seven you know, if we pick up the draw on the weekend but going to Wolves I think we'll definitely give them a game uh, I don't think they may get outmatched in that one but I don't think again I don't think people would be too disheartened against yeah. a, a Wolves team that's arguably got probably double our transfer budget wage budget so well, I suppose the thing is is second half of the season started and while it was obviously a shaky start to the first half, is three points and the, the gap to the playoffs is not that big, is it? Even though Brentford gave sides pretty much a, yeah. a big head start at the start of the season. What do you, what do you reckon, John? Again, you can look at how quickly things change. Look at take Sheffield United flying top of the league a few weeks ago. What few defeats and they're only what on the verge of dropping out the playoffs. Only yeah. six or seven points ahead of us. Yeah. And how, how, how do you sort of see it, Connor? I mean, that, I think that, that gap is closing. The Championship's got to be one of the most unpredictable leagues in the world. Um, the playoffs change all the time, so I think anything could happen. All the four current teams in the playoffs could not even be in there in you know six months, so there's a massive chance, I think, for us. I think it depends. See what we do in January. Hopefully, no key signings, sorry, key players leave. Yeah. And... Sort of, so we keep our sort of togetherness of the squad, and I think that there's a very good chance we can get to playoffs. I think that's, um, I think that's a very good way to finish. They will, we'll leave that there, and uh, we'll be back at, at some point in the new year. And uh, wish you all a happy new year. Thank you very much. <laughs>